Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Happy hump day to you and yours. I am Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3, better known as Dad to HP1, also known in some circles as the big, bald, and beautiful one. I'm joined in the game studios by the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Man. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Man, I sure am glad we canceled all those games last night. Yeah. Hey. I mean, we had some rain. I don't think it was bad enough that we had to cancel three different <laughs> games. Uh. LSU canceled its game against Lamar at Alex Box Stadium. That was the first to be done. Uh-huh. Then the Cajuns canceled their game against McNeese at the Teague. Uh-huh. And then at the last minute, like within an hour of first pitch, uh-huh. the UL softball team had its game canceled at Southeastern. Why? I'm just, I'm just asking. Why? Okay. I mean, I know we were supposed to have severe weather, but we didn't. It wasn't that severe. It still was raining. It, it, rain, but, but rain's not severe weather. Rain is rain. Thunder boomers with giant thunder claps and lightning and 30-mile-per-hour winds and flash flooding. That's severe weather. Not having water. enough water... To fill up my ditch, not really severe weather. Just being real. Suddenly they said inclement weather. Just saying. Think we little, you know. Like I think they watered the field more than the rain did last night. So we canceled three games that had really no business being canceled. Yeah. We usually just push them back in time if you wanted to. There we go. Or early earlier, really. Because it didn't come until like five, or maybe they just didn't want to play their midweek games. <laughs> That's because <all laughs> Easter We're holiday, tired. Easter holiday is coming up, so no one's playing Sunday. So all their three game conference series across the board: LSU at Arkansas, UL at home versus ULM, McNeese. At home versus Incarnate Word. They're all Thursday through Saturday. So you play on Tuesday, you only have one day of rest before having to turn around for another series. For a three-game series. 
maybe everyone said, hey, here's an excuse to get out of having to play this midweek game on a short week. Just saying. I don't think anyone's crying over it. Let's just say that. I don't think I don't think any of the teams involved in the cancellations uh, that took place yesterday that, of course, we wrote about and you could, uh, you know, check out on 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't think, uh, yeah, don't think they're really, I, I oh, no. don't think they lost any sleep last night about that. Let's just say that. Oh, no, our game is canceled. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, none of that. None of, none of that occurred. <laughs> we did have action, though, on the diamond and on the hardwood. And the Houston Astros, they got to it. If you're an Astros fan, you got to love this team, right? You just do. Games tied 1-1 last night. Late pitch, of course. They're on the West Coast, so 8.40 first pitch there in Phoenix. Lovely Phoenix. As the Strohs are taking on the Diamondbacks. It's a 1-1 game. And they step up in the top of the ninth. Jose Siri turns a single, leadoff single, into a double because of hustle. Pure hustle. He saw an opportunity, says, I'm going to turn this single into a double, and that's exactly what he did and was based solely on the fact that he hustled. So now the Strohs in the top of the ninth got a runner on, and he's in scoring position. Jose Altuve, former league MVP, heart and soul of the Astros. He draws a walk. Now runners are on first and second. And we've talked about it before of how underrated Michael Brantley is. He may be one of the most underrated players in the league. And what did Michael Brantley do? Just went up there, hit a single, drove in the go-ahead run. Astros up 2-1. to one. They come in, they close the door, they get the victory, and they keep it rolling. After taking 3 of 4 on the road, against the great generational talents of Otani and Trout in the Angels. They have this little midweek series, which you can always be, kind of be dangerous, especially when you're out on a road trip, in particular a West Coast trip. They get a hard-fought win against the Diamondbacks last night. Then they have to turn around. They'll play again today. Day baseball for you right here on the game. 140 first pitch. That's right. No Jordy Holberg show and no crunch time. I know you're sad. It's going to be okay because you got day baseball instead. Live right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for Houston Astros baseball. Framer Valdez will take the start, take the bump rather for the Strohs while the Diamondbacks are going to go with Merrill Kelly. But also great positive news coming out of yesterday's game as well. Not only did the Strohs get a win on the road, Lance McCullers Jr. threw yesterday. And that's probably more significant than Michael Brantley coming up with yet another clutch hit in the ninth inning to help get them a win. 
you look at the rotation with Verlander and Valdez. They have good Jose Arquiti. They have a good rotation, the Astros did. Do, rather. Very good rotation. But Lance McCullers is really, really good. And we were under the impression that it was going to be a while before he could come back. Once again, last year, the Astros didn't have Justin Verlander. They had McCullers, but they didn't have Verlander. The year before that, they had Verlander, but they didn't have McCullers. So it's been a while since they've had Verlander and McCullers both playing the same season, during the same season. So you already have a good to very good rotation. If you can add a very good pitcher to it, that could take you to another level. Especially when he gets to the postseason. But we expected, we were told, early reports were, that McCullers, they didn't know when he was coming back. It may be towards the tail end of the season. Because he had the flexor strain. And that's something you can't rush. Unfortunately, you can't rush it. It just takes time. It's one of those injuries. Specifically when you're a pitcher, you got to take your sweet time. Well, apparently, McCullers is doing fairly well. Because yesterday, before last night's game, McCullers threw 25 times from 60 feet out. Now, that's just early stuff, right? But it's April, and McCullers is out there throwing before games. That's a really good sign. Even if you don't get Lance back until, say, after the All-Star break, let's say they are cautious with him and they say, all right, Lance, you're not going to pitch at all during the first half of the season after the All-Star break. We're going to send you down to Sugarland to go play for the Space Cowboys for some rehab assignments. You're going to work on it, and then you're going to come back up. Well, then for the back half of the schedule, for the home stretch, for the playoff push, you could have McCullers added to your rotation. And now that means instead of being four deep in your rotation, you're going to become five deep. So that's pretty significant. That McCullers is out there throwing from 60 feet through 25 times. I know that's not a lot, but for a guy we didn't expect to see till maybe the end of the regular season, that's an immensely positive sign if you're a Houston Astros fan. Immensely popular, immensely popular news for an Astros fan. Not only is your team winning to start off the season, one of your guys and a very popular guy among the fan base could be back. And here's the great thing about it. If you're the Strohs, you don't have to rush this because you have your rotation set. You don't have to rush McCullers out there. You're not desperate to have him be out there for you. You can take your time with him. Let him come along slowly. And then you're getting a guy that's, you know, a 15-game winner that's going to come back for the back half of the stretch. I mean, great sign. Great sign if you're the Astros. I've got a poll question of the day to unveil because you know it's Wednesday, and you hear five names over there. She's clicking. She's doing things. She's working. 
the clickety clicks. But let's unveil our poll question of the day. Five names, you're over there working. I need you to take a moment to pause to tell the people about the poll question of the day because it's Wednesday, which means it's a foodie question. That's our new thing here. That's going to become a tradition here on the RP3 and the companies that we tackle a, a food topic. Last week, do you double dip? We tackled that, didn't we? We did. The week before, or a couple weeks before that was steak, medium rare. How do you like your steak? Mm -hmm. Rare, medium rare, or like beef jerky? Is a hot dog a sandwich, which became very polarizing. Mm. <laughs> it, Still going on now. <laughs> it nearly tore the station apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how do you like your steak was the first one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Last week was do you double dip? But now we're going breakfast on you. We're going breakfast on you. We had some back and forth about this as well <laughs> because five names wanted to throw like, I don't know, some TNT into the poll question of the day and really blow it open. I had to bring her back because, look, she wants to take things to another level. Sometimes she has to be reeled in. But she has a great poll question of the day to <laughs> unveil. Let the people know, five names. All right, so poll question of the day is what is better for breakfast? Pancakes, waffles, French toast. And I had to have a fourth option. So I was like, can I have all three? There you go. I love all three. All sweet options. Yes. The, I'm going to put biscuits and gravy. He said, no, I'll see. I that's said, savory. whatever. Savory. Savory. Yeah, We're talking idea. about sweet breakfast here. We're talking about the epic battle that's gone on for generations. I hop waffle house. Waffle, <laughs> pancake, or French toast. Now, disclaimer here on the poll question of the day. It's homemade. We're not talking going to the Waffle House because nice. the Waffle at the Waffle House, when you get the All-Star Special, undefeated. It's undefeated. So we're not talking about what you're getting in the restaurant. No, no, no. We're talking at home, and that changes things because that Waffle House, Waffle, undefeated, is your waffle at mm. home as good? Mm, see? No, no. See? See? I don't have waffle makers, so I can't make See? Waffles. There it is. There it is. Or is it pancakes? Or is it French toast? Or is it all three of them? Poll question of the day. What is better for breakfast? Pancakes, waffles, French toast, or can I have all three? Go vote right now. Leave no. your comments on Facebook and Twitter. I've only seen two answers that actually, like, I know three out of all of our answers that actually go with the original answer and not above that. Like, you know, Ton, he says, really just, he didn't say anything. He just gets a gift from Shrek of Donkey about we can stay up late, some of Manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Um, Joe Cola says French toast with pancakes is a close second, waffles a distant third. I, I like pancakes, but all. sorry. I'm making pancakes on on uh, Friday for my anniversary. I'm making pancakes and seasoned potatoes and eggs. I see. And bacon, probably. I see. But Steve, that's that's a that's a top tier answer. 
shrimp and grits with French toast, powdered sugar, no syrup. I'm already ready to take the poll question of the day down. Y'all have exhausted me, and it's only 20 minutes into the show. How? It's a simple poll question no. of the day. No. It's about sweets. It's not about it's not. grits. It's not about biscuits. It's not about eggs. See, I can't Obviously, ha- can you have it's one by about, itself. I'm done. I'm done. Can you have one by itself? I'm done. I'm can done. you just have pancakes by itself? Can you just have waffles by itself? Can you just have French toast by itself? Yes. Do you not need something else with it? Oh, no, I can't do that. Not all sweet, no. I can't help that you're wrong. You're wrong. That's, that's a you problem. That's a YP. That's a your problem. No, I need some pancakes with some eggs with cheese and okay. sometimes Tabasco on top. And how and many bacon. and how many options do we have for the poll question of the day? Do you have all 214 different no. breakfast options? Can you put it on there for the poll question of the day? No, but you think you only need one to see by itself? No. They are allowed I'm done. their opinions. I'm done. I don't want to talk You're about the poll just... question the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. Sure you won't. Okay. I'm done. Got it. I'm done. Y'all have ruined it. Y'all have ruined the food you poll question of the day. You ruined it. You five names stickler. and all of your stands have ruined it. I'm done. I'm done. No, you're really a little sticker. I'm done. Cue up the music. It's time for a timeout. It's time for a timeout. Oh, my. Oh. You had to talk into the microphone, by the way, if you want to be hurt. <laughs> if you want to be hurt. <laughs> He's already angry. Someone help me. Someone take him away. Tina, wake up. She, she's not awake yet. Yeah. She can't wake help up. you. She wake can't up. help you. Wake up, Tina. You can hear me. I'm making her hear me through my ears. Ready for that? Ready to go to that timeout whenever yeah. you're ready there, boss. There we go. Happy now? There we go. He is so angry already. That's a dude. I'm done. Bye. When we return here on RP3 and Company... I mean, like, I love I love y'all, but y'all can't follow simple instructions. Like, just, it's a simple food question. Y'all want to change it. What are y'all doing? I mean, hell, let's ignore the breakfast question and let's just talk about auto parts instead. Hey, let's just bring that up into the conversation. How about... They are all about, about breakfast still. You are just mad because no one answered just pancakes or... Waffles. Well, actually, they have because because the results would suggest that you're that you're wrong because there's votes for all four options. There's almost twenty votes on this poll question today. Yes, there are votes on it, but you're mad. The comments aren't just by themselves. Mm. You are all angry and it's a two today. No, no one's saying that. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hey, producer extraordinaire, you, re- you ready to send us to break? Are you, yeah. are you, are you good now? I'm going to take a timeout. You need a timeout. Let me come back. You, de- you, you need to go out into the, the hallway. Ray be better and not be stickler about the comments on the poll question. <laughs> You're listening to the game. What if seven Lafayette and what if 4-1 Lake Charles? Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to join in the discussion with RP3? Then just give us a call on the hotline. You know the number. Two, four, niner, five, six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? No need to be embarrassed. Just call us at 337-706-0111.
Back to more RP3 and company on, on the, the game. game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, plus... For each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code 1037GAME at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Physically present in Louisiana. Availability does vary by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. So you got to see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Got a few moments here to talk a little NBA play-in tournament. It began last night. And really not all that surprised by the results. The first game on tap was Brooklyn taking on Cleveland. The Cavs got into the playoff tournament. Remember, Cleveland started off so strong. They were like a top three seed in the East. But then the all-star break came, and then they started to fade in the second half of the season. Not nearly the same team. And Brooklyn's now kind of back up and running. Kyrie can play at home and away. Durant, Kevin Durant had 25 points last night, but Kyrie had 34, kind of set the tone as the Nets defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 115-108 to in the first Eastern Conference play-in game. That's the 7-8 matchup. Brooklyn will now face the winner of tonight's game between Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks versus LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets. Then after that, the winner of that, game gets to be the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. It's a lot of work to get to the eighth seed. But that's what we have now with the playing tournament. In the West, the Timberwolves trailed for a good portion of last night's game. And it looked like the Clippers and Paul George were going to move on in the playing tournament. But Carl Anthony Towns and company defeated the Clippers 109 to 104. That was the 7-8 matchup in the Western Conference. Minnesota will now face the winner of tonight's San Antonio and New Orleans matchup, which is the 9-10 matchup. Tip is set for 8:30 tonight inside the Smoothie King Center. It should be a rocking good time. They're expecting a good, healthy crowd tonight. And we talked to Ali Cassell yesterday about this, and he likes the Pelicans' chances. He's picking the Pelicans. 
when you look at their rosters, the Pelicans have the better roster. The X factor in this game is Greg Popovich. He knows how to do more with less. Now, the Spurs did make the play-in tournament a year ago, if you remember. They lost to they lost to Memphis, John Moran and the, uh, the Grizzlies. And then the Grizzlies would go on to win the other play-in tournament game to be the eighth seed in losing to top-seed Phoenix. So Minnesota will host because they're the higher of the play-in winners. But if New Orleans does get past San Antonio tonight, once again, the X Factor will be Greg Popovich, the legendary Hall of Fame coach for the Spurs. If the Pels do get past that, then they'll have to go up and take on Minnesota. So, look, anything's possible here. The play-in tournament has made it so. Do I believe any of these teams that are in the play-in tournament this year have a legit chance of making a run to a conference finals? Not really. Maybe Brooklyn because you got Durant and Irving, right? Because of the star power and just how talented they are. But it's going to be an uphill climb. Like, we're having the play-in tournament. People are excited about the play-in tournament. I'm not trying to rain on Pelican fans' parade. Sorry, Louis Prejean. I'm sure he's up in California listening on the mobile app, which is free for Apple or Android devices, by the way. But you're just, you know, you're playing each other. These are a bunch of teams with losing records or right around 500 that are battling to be the eight seed. So I get it. The teams are excited. Their fan bases are excited. Pelicans fans are very excited. Pelicans Twitter has been just an unbearable place of late. But regardless of what happens tonight inside the Smoothie King Center, whether they win or lose, the season is a step in the right direction. It's a foundation season. No Zion Williamson, yet they found a way to get into the play-in tournament with a rookie head coach and injuries. Brandon Ingram was injured for stretches. Trey Murphy had to be benched. No Zion. Rookie head coach. So, lots to build upon, regardless of what happens tonight or in the next play-in game. It's a good foundation season. It's not a great foundation season. It's a good foundation season, and we'll see what the Pelicans can do moving forward. They have that great pick from the Lakers now that they'll have a lottery pick to add to the mix. Another foundation piece, but there's still work to be done, right? And and that's my, my, all, my, my only thing with Pels and the Pels Twitter folks. I get it. You're excited. I would be too. If I had an NBA team that I rooted for, I would be too. I don't have one. Never did. There was a time, did I rock the Chicago Bulls starter jacket? Yeah, I did. But I really wanted the Charlotte Hornets one back in the day. People old enough will know what I'm talking about. That was the thing that you had to have. And I never had. But, not trying to be the net, but it's a foundation year. It's not time for victory laps. It's not time to, to give the Pelicans their flowers. It's a good step in the right direction for a franchise that's been ran so poorly 
including by David Griffin. Like, David Griffin has had to make up for bad David Griffin moves. He's had to make up for bad David Griffin moves. All the moves, essentially, that he's made were bad until this year. He got good deal out of Brandon Ingram, but the rest of the guys are no longer on the team that he got in that trade for Anthony Davis. The free agents that he tried to bring in, not good. He finally found the right mix. His third coach in as many seasons. The C.J. McCollum trade, and that was a home run hit, right? That's a home run for the Pelicans. So they're starting to turn the corner. It's a foundation year. No matter what happens in the play-in tournament, it's still a foundation year and a good foundation year. Let's see if they can build upon it. Let's head out to the hotline, even though we're running behind. Bring on Reynolds. Bud, good morning to you. What's on your mind, my friend? Uh, I got to set you straight, RP3. The little hissy fit you had a while ago. Listen, you cannot bring up food to a bunch of Cajuns and tell them to stay between the lines. That don't work. My wife, my wife, my wife came up with the poll question of the day, and she's from St. Landry Parish, and her last name, her maiden name was a Ghidro, and she's Cajun as they come, Hoss. Oh, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And and for the record, Hannah Five Names, shrimp and grits is not a breakfast item. It's a main entree. Oh! He's not wrong. He's not wrong. So let me ask you this. I'm not a basketball fan uh, ever since I used to follow Magic and Bird and everyone, but ever since then, I'm not a basketball fan. But Zion, what the heck is up with him? I don't follow them, but he used to be oh, the man. savior of, of, the, of the Pelicans. Now you haven't heard anything about him. He was supposed to come back last season. He's at the Never games, Reynolds. He, he is at the games, okay? He's, he's around the team. He's cheering on his teammates. He's hanging out with his teammates. I don't think we're going to see him play. Even if they get, let's say they win the two play-in tournament games, I don't see them playing him because I don't think they want to rush it, right? I mean, he's missed the whole season, right? So are you going to waste him on like an 8-1 matchup? I don't think so. But he is around the team. He is hanging out with the team. He is on the bench right behind the bench cheering on his teammates, giving them high fives and stuff. So he is kind of part of the culture of the team finally after being away for most of the season. Well, I understand that, but what's what's the deal with his foot? I mean, we don't know. A year and a half, a year in a season? Brother, we don't know. They won't tell us. That's the thing. That's the crazy thing about this is that they won't tell us. We we hear speculation. We hear reports like behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. But we're not being told by Zion, and we're not being told by Griff what the status is on Zion. We're just not. We're not. There's no transparency there, and that's what makes things a little weird about the whole situation, right, is because they're not being really forthcoming with us. Wow. This reminds me a lot of uh, Walton. Ooh. Ooh, Bill Walton, you mean? Yes. Oh, wow. Reminds me a lot of him. Oh, let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Pelicans fan, let's hope not. Because you know they're going to give them well, that max contract extension in the offseason, too. 
Let's hope that's not yeah, it's well, not going to be Bill Walton, brother. Well, hopefully he can rest up the rest of the year and come back next year. Because uh, really, he hasn't really done anything so far. It's a good point, brother. Good point. Appreciate your phone call, my friend. Enjoy your day, bro. Have a blessed day. You too, bud. Shrimp and grits. By the way, shrimp and grits is amazing. Okay, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. See? And you you, you fussed at me about being upset about the poll question. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, I can't eat any of those things. so so my hangriness comes in let me tell you that egg white and piece of dry toast i had for breakfast this morning not it and then and then i got this this poll question and i'm the only thing i'm thinking about is oh waffles pancakes french toast can i have them all at the same time so what you're saying is one day we're gonna just decide we're gonna get up really early we're gonna go to waffle house and it's gonna be your cheat day that day i rolled a waffle house at any time of the day. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, brunch, two o'clock in the morning, even though nothing really good happens at two o'clock in the morning. No. I don't about. But I'll go anywhere. If those lights are on at the Waffle House, I'm there. Got yes. It. Yes. Some people go, Oh, what are you gonna do for your cheat date? You're gonna go to a really nice steakhouse or Let's you know, seafood buffet. I'm like, How about Waffle House? <laughs> Let's do it. One of your cheat but days, I'll that's join the you and Tina, and we'll go to Waffle House for lunch to be y'all's cheat day. Yes. Yes. Keep voting on the poll question of the day, even though the big, bald, and beautiful one here is slightly hangry. Plus, I have to put up with the business of Hannah Five Names constantly. She's constantly giving me the business. I walk in. She's like, you're doing it wrong. Like, what? I don't even, I, I, I didn't even start it. Didn't know what you do with WYD meant. I did not. I did not know what what that meant. What you doing? You texted that to me. I was like, I don't. What is that? What does that mean? I I don't know. Why don't you just say what are you doing? doing? No, it's too long. What you doing? (laughs) We got to take a time out. We are filled with shenanigans this morning. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. here in the game dugout love baseball it was the game that was passed down to them by their fathers hey dad you want to have a catch i'd like that not all of them had such heartwarming moments this guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game now back to more baseball talk here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. Let's clear the air, shall we? Let's clear the air here on... (laughs) We are so stupid sometimes. (laughs) I'm tired of clearing the air. We're always clearing the air. (laughs) Uh, I I want to address a few few comments here. Oh, God. 
Here we go. JPK, the OD. First of all, shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to everyone that calls and comments every day. I'm just proud of Andrew Jude, who's awake right now. <laughs> we got number love for all of y'all. Seriously. JPK, the OD, says, I'm with Hannah here. It's not often you're wrong, RP3, but when you, you are, you go big. All three choices are the same thing. A ground wheat-based patty covered in an artificially flavored sugar-based vicious fluid. Hey, I can't, I can't, I can't. First of all, first of all, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to attack this comment straight on. They're not all three the same thing. They have different textures, which makes them different. Okay. Waffles, because the way you prepare them can hold the syrup longer and don't get as soggy as a pancake does. Plus, they get soggy faster, actually. I've plus, never had a, go ahead. That's fine. I'm just talking. We're going to change the show to five names and company, and I'm going to be in the producer's chair. Yep. But they're different textures. Yes, in the poll question, it should have been phrased, what sweet breakfast do you prefer? I think that would have probably done some confusion. So I put that on me. I should have wrote it differently. I assumed... Fail by me. But I want to tuck the real comment here by JPK, though. That it's not often you're wrong, RP3. But, but let's stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong every day. <laughs> every awesome. day I am wrong. Let me, let me break it down for you. Producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. Mm -hmm. Gives me the business every single day. Yes, I do. My wife, Tina, love her to death. She gives me the business every single day. Mm-hmm. My daughter, Hattie, seven years old, gives me the business every single day. Mm -hmm. My mother, Suzanne, gives me the business every single day. I am wrong every day. Every day. And any married man out there <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. So That's every married so. man. Every man that has like sense in their brain. When it comes to women, so they're always. Wrong. I appreciate the compliment, JPK the OD, but 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 I'm I am often I'm often wrong, often wrong. I think to clarify, I think you talking about you're not often wrong when it comes to sports stuff. Everything else is you're you're wrong. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. More smarter than me at sports stuff. I can't really tell you no about stuff about that. Oh, sure you could, <laughs> sure you could. Look, I may know more about sports than you yeah. do, but you know more about. The difference between sweatpants and joggers than I do. Yeah. So it balances out here on the show. Yes. What's the difference again? Well, between sweatpants joggers, and joggers? Well, see, sweatpants, usually you don't have the like tightness, like the elastic at the bottom. Okay. Joggers, you do. You also have better pockets. And what's when women have pockets? Because women don't have pockets in regular sweatpants. So, like, when I was a freshman on guard, we literally went to the women's section for our warm up jackets and academy. Went to the men's section to get our sweatpants because the sweatpants, men's have pockets. We don't have pockets for women. Joggers, you always have pockets for women's joggers. You should write an angry letter to someone about that. I've tried. No one listens to me. This <laughs> is like basically a thing probably a long, long time ago. JPK, yeah. the OD, has also continued commenting. Yes. Not a breakfast guy, especially all that syrup-covered sweet stuff. But if I must vote, it's for my Eggs Benedict with homemade hollandaise sauce and shaves her ham on Texas toast. JPK, the OD. 
That sounds delicious. It does. Let's see, hollandaise sauce. I love hollandaise oh, sauce. Oh, yes. Coach Eric Howard says bacon and eggs and biscuits. You can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with biscuits and gravy either, by the way. See, that's the problem with our poll question. Our poll question is about, like you said, it's on you. You didn't put sweet breakfast stuff. All right. But usually. Words matter. Pancakes, pancakes, French toast, waffles, they aren't the main IHOP has built an entire empire on selling pancakes. I don't Waffle House has built an entire empire on selling waffles. Yes. That's the main thing they do. When you get any other breakfast, which is more more of their menu than you think, is other items, which... There are the other items that they give you pancakes with if you want them. Yes. But you can't order it is, ginormous it it pancakes a side by item. Whoa, timeout. You it are also you the same woman item. that says pizza is a sandwich. See, but I also don't get just straight up pancakes at, at IHOP. I get the um, I get steak tips with some uh, over easy eggs and some seasoned potatoes with hollandaise sauce. And then I get a little side of pancakes. So pancakes become a side then. So pancakes can be a side item but that's for breakfast. only like in a restaurant. But at home, you never grew up and just had pancakes for breakfast or waffles for breakfast. No, we usually did also have like bacon and biscuits with jelly or with honey or with butter. We would always just have like eggs and bacon or eggs and sausage with toast or like biscuits. But like if you had pancakes, pancakes was separate. Like you had pancakes because you got the big pancakes. Big, oh, huge no. pancakes My mom made. would literally, it was like a Sunday, like once a month, at the beginning of the month, she would do like a batch of like all these pancakes that are probably the size of my hand. Okay. And she would make all of them in that one Sunday. And she'd bag them in like little Ziploc sandwich bags, like three each one, and she'd put them all in the freezer. So then if you wanted breakfast, if you want something quick, you would just put the pancakes in the microwave for like two minutes. And that was your breakfast if you needed to go. But... We had other things. We usually had like bacon and biscuits. Okay. Or I'm breakfast not, bowl. I'm thing. not doing pancakes in the microwave. Just not doing it. Not doing it. I'm not gonna make because the they get rubbery. You're just heating up the pancakes. Yeah, but they get rubbery though. No, they don't. Okay. Not do it right. Really, you don't do it right. Well, uh, obviously, obviously. Once again, <laughs> my, 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 my point. Once again, that I'm getting the business. I love being surrounded my entire life, 24/7, by women who want to argue with me constantly. It's fine. It is pleasurable. Is all get out. Darren says French toast, pork chops, scrambled hard grits, large orange juice. What? My man's bringing pork chops into the conversation. Shout out to Darren, number one raging Cajun fan of RP3 and Company. You already mentioned Steve with the shrimp and grits. Oh, hey, shrimp and grits are good. Hart says I voted for French toast out of the options available, but Kirk's chicken cracklins is a superior Louisiana breakfast. I do like chicken cracklins. They are quite good, quite good. Ton went with waffles with the donkey gif, of course. Joe Cola, French toast with pancakes, a close second. Waffles, a distant third. Doug says, just tune, tune in. And what's the first thing I hear? RP3 and Hannah having a food fight. Made me hungry for pancakes. You're welcome, Doug. Yes. Yes. Outstanding. Outstanding. Jacques says, none of these Waffle House hash browns scattered all the way with chili and white gravy. Oh, Jacques. Andrew says, not a big sugary guy early in the morning. Eggs all the way. He also says, if I have to pick between the three, though, French toast is the best of both worlds as I get carbs, sugar, and eggs. This is what we're here for, people. Tim says, the correct answer is yes. Pancakes are number one. 
Keep those votes coming on the poll question of the day. We got to wrap up our number one. We'll do that next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Yeah, we're not going to have time. Hey, I want to give a shout out to JPK, the OD. I'm confused. I was confused. I gave you bad information. So, last night's games for the play-in tournament determined who the seven seeds were going to be. I'd forgotten about this. I got distracted with our food conversation. So, Brooklyn winning last night clinches the seven seed in the East. Cleveland will now play the winner of the 9-10 matchup, and the eighth seed is going to be on the line in that game. I know it's confusing. So, Brooklyn's in as the seventh seed. Cleveland can still get in as the eighth seed. They got to play the winner of Atlanta-Charlotte for that distinction. In the West, Minnesota's now the seventh seed. That's locked in. The Clippers are going to be battling for the eighth seed spot against the winner of New Orleans and their game tonight, San Antonio. So, yes. Hangry. Food gave you misinformation. My apologies. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to a joyful, easygoing, hump day edition of RP3 and Company. (laughs) To recap our number one, this is how it went down. We discussed Houston Astros' hard-fought victory on the road against the Diamondbacks 2-1. Michael Brantley comes up with a timely hit like he always does. They'll play again today, day baseball 140, first pitch. Strohs at D-backs in Phoenix. You can listen to it live right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles. We discussed that. We discussed the rainouts happening last night for really no good reason. With the exception of maybe people didn't want to play a midweek game when they had to play three game series early because of Easter. <laughs> just saying. I'm just going to throw it out there. Y'all do with it what you may. And, of course, the play-in tournament where I gave misinformation because I'm me. So, yes, Minnesota wins last night. They clinched the seventh seed. Brooklyn wins last night. They clinched the seventh seed in the east. The eighth seed is still up for grabs. So the losers last night, which were the Clippers in the west and the Cavs in the east, they will still have an opportunity to get the eighth seed by playing the winner of tonight's other play-in tournament games 
obviously Spurs at Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center. And then over in the east, it's Hawks versus Hornets, which led me down the road of one of those childhood things or teenage things that I never was able to get my hands on. We'll get to that later. But the majority of hour number one was five names telling me, giving me the business, telling me how wrong I am about breakfast, about life, about manhood. It's not as if I grabbed the microphone and I was out here being like Cam Newton yesterday, okay? So I don't know why you're giving me the business so much. We won't go down that rabbit hole. Cam said a lot of things. He always does. <laughs> but that's hour number one. Hour number two's here. The mad dog Ron Higgins will join us in half an hour from right now. <laughs> Talk all things LSU. We'll ask him about our poll question of the day as well. Make sure to vote on that. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's all about breakfast. It's our food question of the week. We do this every Wednesday. What is better for breakfast? We went sugary. We went sweet breakfast here. Let's rewrite. Have you said that again? Who went? We did. I think you did. Oh, you think? Oh, nice, nice. I put up biscuits and gravy. You said no to that. So. Who, who's the one that physically posted the poll question of the day? Because you're the boss. Oh, who, oh that makes it a we. Thanks. What is better <laughs> for breakfast? Pancakes, waffles, French toast, or can I have all three? 30% of you say French toast and pancakes. So we got a tie right now. 23% say waffles. 17% say can I have all three? I voted for can I have all three. I'm on a diet, so I'm <laughs> mainly all <laughs> hangry all day, and I would want all three. So keep voting on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Let's head out to the hotline, though. Welcome on, Mr. Green, a.k.a. Jamie. Is it going to be a bold take? Is he going to come in here this morning and go, I don't eat all three of those. I don't eat breakfast. Breakfast is bad for you. I don't know. Is he going to be bold and daring? He is a Tampa Bay sports fan, so you never can tell with Mr. Green. He keeps us on our toes. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, sir. How are you this morning? I'm a little hungry. Other than hungry. I'm a little hangry, bud. I'm a little hangry today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little hangry today, bud. <laughs> Can't help myself. Jeez. Y'all y'all making me hungry. And you're welcome. I do I do typically eat breakfast, but my breakfast consists of an energy drink and swim gym. So I mean, you know, there's that. Breakfast of champions <laughs> this, right there. This That's man this right, man baby you, girl. You, That's right. You you eat you eat like I used to do in my early 20s when I'd stay up all night playing video games and drinking Mountain Dew Code Red until like 5 o'clock in the morning and then going and getting, you know, checkers at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that yeah. was me at, for Outback working doubles and having a meeting that morning was a lovely monster. <laughs> so, Jamie, when yeah, you go, when you go and teach young people, you're doing it so you start your day off with Slim Jims and an energy drink? Yeah, and heartburn. I mean, I'm 40 years old. I, I can't really handle it as well as I used to. So, you know, there's that. Sometimes I'll have a Pop-Tart. All right. Oh, see, that's going to lead us down to the Kevin Foot path. Do you, do you love putting melted butter on your Pop-Tart like Foot does? Do what? Foot puts butter. He has brown sugar, cinnamon, and Pop-Tarts, and he puts a little bit of butter on top. When, right when he comes out the toaster. Yes, he melts a little butter on it. 
Dear sweet baby Jesus. I don't even know if Jesus could love him after that. That's crazy. <laughs> what, about, what about our poll question of the day, Jamie? <laughs> so, uh, two, two things real quick. Number one, if a man speaks and there's no woman around, is he still wrong? Um, yes. So <laughs> The woman answers yes automatically. <laughs> uh, as far as the poll question of the day goes, I'm going to have to go with waffles because, you know, you got the little pockets and it soaks up the syrup and it doesn't get – it's just mm, – um, but I have to say I'm disappointed. Uh-oh. This is South Louisiana. Where, where's the option for boudin and Coke, cracklins and beer, oh, and man. leftover pizza with hot sauce? Oh, see, all those options. Fair point, Jamie. Thank, mm. thank you for the phone call, <laughs> brother. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy your heartburn. Uh, yep. <laughs> My, my man, my, we got we got to help out Jamie with the, with with that diet in the morning. We got to <laughs> we there, there's got to be an intervention involved because my man that that stomach is not going to last until 45 if he keeps going with energy drinks and slim jims in the morning. Oh yeah, hey, no I, no 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 no. That was my best breakfast. We're gonna double. You come in, you open. I had like two different monsters. I have put one in my little like ice bath I have for all my toppings. I put one energy drink in there so it stays cold. Drinking the other one, usually making a salad in the back. See, I'm going to have a big decision to make. Oh God, why? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sharing here. No, it's not about you, (laughs) woman. Fire me! It's not about you, (laughs) woman. That's be the answer. (laughs) Fire me. Is it about me? No, it's not all about you. (laughs) So, the wife and I Mm -hmm. gave up soda for Lent. Mm. So, we also decided after that to start a diet. Right. So it it did it wasn't planned that way. It just naturally happened that way where we both looked at each other and said, "Okay, we got to get you know we got to get our act together." So we both have been tackling the diet. Just so happens that we gave up soda for Lent. We go back to soda after Lent. I say no. But I don't think so. I don't think so. No, don't get me wrong. I love having a Coca-Cola all day long, all day long. Yeah. Okay. But I know how not great they are for me. So once again, I'm 43. I'll be 44 this year doing the weight loss thing, trying to get healthy. So not to get too dramatic. That way I can see my daughter grow up. Right. And see her get to that part where she gets married and and everything like that. Yeah. So, you know, my family's history, health history, not great. Okay. My old man's past. Two of his brothers are gone. I only got one uncle left on that side of the family. So, you know, so I got to get I got to get right, basically. Yeah. But on the same hand, a delicious soft drink. (laughs) So I but I don't think I just realized because Easter's here. Good Friday is coming up, and then Easter Sunday, you know. I think you allow it on your cheat day. That's part of your cheat day is allowing mm-hmm. a soft drink. But I don't think you have soft drinks the rest of the week. But that is like my Achilles heel. That and bread. So when I have to lose weight, those are the things that I struggle with. A lot of people struggle with sweets. Oh, I can't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Like like my wife, her kryptonite is sweets. Mine is soda and bread. Like I could just eat like. I love making sandwiches. I can make sandwiches all day long. Like, I could literally eat sandwich for breakfast, lunch, 
dinner. I, t- I take other food and make it into a sandwich all the time. My dad taught me that. So those are my two things. So like avoiding white bread, like nothing like an Evangeline made, like fresh Evangeline made white bread. Right. Oh, just all day long. I have to avoid that. So that's the thing now is that now that we Lent's about to be over, are we going to, you know, have the fortitude, so to speak, to continue not having soda in the house and not having it? Because it's a slippery slope. You say that for a cheat day, but then it goes, okay, I'm going to have it for a cheat day. Yeah, let me get a refill on that and a refill on that. So then one soda becomes three or four. Right. So, like, so Kenneth and I, Mm. what we do is people, you know, some servers, they can go and, like, oh, that's, you know, you're like, you're cheating the system or whatever. But, like, him and I, I will get, like, I'll get a Coke or a Pepsi or whatever, and he gets a water. So we're both having both of those things. I usually end up drinking at least one full soda, but the rest of the time, I'm usually sitting on that water the whole time. So we each get one or the other so that we have a water and some kind of sweet or softing or something. But if you maybe just allow it to be in your cheat day, but you're only allowed one. I don't think we're, we're not far enough along in the weight loss process. Mm-hmm. To have the cheat day include soda. I don't think we're there yet. At least I, I'll i personally speak for myself. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I mean, if you're not there, then don't do it. But I think if you are going, if you end up going, say, okay, I'm going to have to have a soda. The goal is to get to 275 because I'm a big boy. Started off this at 322. So I'm trying to get down to 275 by, say, 4th of July. And you're at 305? I'm at 305. I weighed in on Monday. So 305. So... The goal is to get down to that weight by 4th of July. Okay. So I think I can continue. I may give up soda permanently because I have talked to people that have done that and they feel a lot better. I do notice after I got went through the withdrawals, <laughs> not having soda all the time, that I do have far more energy and I sleep better. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't have sugar and caffeine just running through my veins right i mean i mean i'm not fully there yet i'm not i'm not not james who doesn't really drink soda at all i can't i've not gotten there but i mean i don't really drink soda on a daily basis usually like if we go out to dinner i'll probably have one or him and i said we get a water in a soda or a water in like sweet tea but i mean i'm not really drinking constant refills on myself it's him and i are sharing this drink to really only end up drinking like one maybe one and a half that makes it better. Back to our poll question of the day. Yes. What is better for breakfast? We wanted to go sweet, not savory. Sorry for that confusion. Right now, leading the vote, 30% of you say French toast, 28% say pancakes, 24% say waffles, 18% say can I have all three? Sure you can. We're not judging. Texan in Acadiana has chimed in. I only eat waffles in the shape of Texas. It's been scientifically proven they taste better. <laughs> I've when you go, I don't know if you've ever had this, but I've actually had waffles in the shape of Texas by staying in hotels in Texas. They'll have their waffle makers that are in there in the hotel room that will make your waffle in the shape of the state of Texas. I've had that, yeah. A long, long time ago in, like, high school, but yes. 
as if that was a long time ago for you. Yeah. What was that? Four years ago? Uh, it was my freshman year of high school, so that was. But high uh, school in general was not that long ago. Years. Was not that long ago for you. Thank you very much. Brandon on Twitter says chops boudin should definitely be an option. Ooh, now we're going down a road. Thomas says nothing beats pain Purdue for breakfast. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Keep commenting on Facebook and Twitter as well. French toast now in the lead with our poll question of the day. Our foodie question of the week. Ooh, more RP3 and company coming up. Hotlines open. Get those phone calls in. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette. 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops for your kitchens and your bathrooms, though. What about those man caves? What about your outdoor entertaining spaces? You love to have the fellas over. You love to have the family over in the fall for football, don't you? Watching LSU, watching Cajuns or McNeese or definitely the Saints. Why not spruce that up? Why not take up that outdoor living area and take it to another level? Lafayette Marble and Granite can help you do just that. Go visit their website, lmgelite.com, to learn more about all the sensational services and the great products that they have to offer. Live inventory is updated, guess what, every Wednesday. That's today. Visit lmgelite.com or simply stop by their showroom. Located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford, Lafayette Marble and Granite. They're looking to earn your business, and trust me, earn it, they will. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Manny to the show. Manny, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Good morning. How y'all doing? Listen, I just want to tell y'all, I could kind of hear y'all talking during the break. You know, I know sometimes those things happen. I just want to get my so... Nothing bad. I couldn't hear everything you were saying. Just kind of was catching the conversation, sort of. I know you you like to avoid those things, so want to help you all that. Okay, one thing, love breakfast, but uh, I kind of do the you know, ten to six thing, eat eight hours a day. But when I go on vacation, breakfast is numero uno. If I had to choose one, it's pancakes, but I like the big breakfast thing and. Pancake on the side. Oh, there we go. There we go, Manny. Pancake. Okay, of course, Boudin on the grill with Evangelist made bread is a must. Like when you're tailgating in the morning and whatever. You know, after a hard night, you got to have the Boudin. There it is. Evangelist made with the the cold beverage in the morning to get you going. Okay, Ray. Basically, resign myself to the fact, and this is the only hope that I have, that they're not going to package the deal, the, the pig. Saints are not going to package, but I'm just having to go with the mindset, and this is what I'm telling you. I'm going to tell Kevin, this is where I'm going, that they're going to take a quarterback. Everybody, Ray, everybody says quarterback in the first round. Matt Corral, uh, uh, Pickett. I mean, I don't think Willis is in there because I think he's going to be gone. gone. So I'm just praying for I mean, I'm not praying for it. I, I, I don't want it at all, but I 
could live with the taking of a quarterback, I guess, in uh, with the 16th or 19th pick. If we have to, we could, we'd have to live with that. And I'm just getting my Ooh. mind right two weeks out that <laughs> that's where it's going to be. So if it's not, I'll be, you know, dancing in my living room on the Thursday night. You'll be if pleasantly is, surprised. To, You'll be pleasantly you know, surprised. There we go. And I won't and I won't have to leave for parts I know. Man, I love the uh, I love that you caught the uh, the wrestling reference. That's from the old days. I think the spoiler was from parts unknown, right? Uh, oh, if I'm not mistaken. No, nice. it goes way back. There you go, brother. There you go. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you, bud. Have All a right. great day. Have a great one. All right. Yeah, I hope. Look, there's a lot of chatter. And I know Kevin talked about it on yesterday's show, and we've talked about it. There's lots of chatter about them taking a quarterback. I think it's a reach on Pickett or on Matt Corral there in the in the first round. I think both are limited. I think I like Matt Corral a little bit more. <clears throat> I think Kenny Pickett is like a Mac Jones type. But I don't know. I, I just once again. Do you do you have do you sign three quarterbacks in the offseason? If you don't believe in Jameis and you say he's not our guy, <clears throat> right? And you believe Jameis is not the answer at quarterback. Great, okay. Then why'd you bring him back? Doesn't make any sense. If your plan is to draft a quarterback, then why spend the money on having two veteran quarterbacks on your roster? Doesn't make any sense. You would say, okay, you go sign the red rifle. You say, hey, you're our bridge guy, Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. You don't sign both. You don't sign both. So I I don't know. I think there's a lot of smoke out there. But Manny is taking a wise approach. Manny's like, hey, I'm going to try to prepare myself that way. I'm not having a stroke on draft night. It's essentially what Manny's trying to do so he doesn't have a bad draft night experience. So I can I can respect that. I can respect that so much. But let's hope. Let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope they don't take a quarterback. I really do. Because if they do, then that could be bad for Kevin Foote. Yeah, we will need a guest host for the rest of the week if they draft a quarterback. Mara <laughs> says he needs therapy. <laughs> By the way, other wrestlers from Parts Unknown, Ultimate Warrior, Papa Shango, The Berserker, Kane, Axe, and Smash from Demolition, The Destroyer, who used to wrestle a bear back in the day, The Giant Gonzalez, also from Parts Unknown. Just saying. We can go down that rabbit hole. That's not. You do know, though, what... The NBA play-in talk that we had earlier let us down was I mentioned back in the day, mm-hmm. everyone wanted the Charlotte Hornets starter jacket. Like, that was the thing. That was the look. For people of a certain age, my age, you wanted the starter jacket, and it didn't matter if you were a fan of anyone else. You had to get your hands on the Charlotte Hornets one. And I remember a time being rocking the Charlotte Hornets 
starter jacket with Jabot jeans. If you had that combination, the ball is over. Like, you were it in school. I'm in the hot stuff. I had neither. <laughs> All transparency. Never got my hands on a Charlotte Hornets, old school Charlotte Hornets starter jacket. And we couldn't really afford Jabot jeans. And Jabot jeans used to be such a big thing back in the day that people would used to take old pairs of Jabot jeans. Five names. And because Jabot would have the little tag on the front of the jean, would have the little the little horizontal label on the front of the jean. Mm-hmm. Right? So people would take old pairs of Jabot jeans that they would find, and they'd be like, you know, have holes in them or whatever like that. They would actually cut out the patch, the label, and then take off the back one, and then they would stitch them on to like a generic pair of jeans so they could try to say they had a pair of Jabot jeans. That's how crazy people were for like Jabot jeans in like the early 90s here in the state of Louisiana. I'm not making that up. Once again, I never had Jabot jeans, nor did I go dumpster diving for old pairs to try to put them on a pair of rustlers either. Yeah, I had to wear rustlers. <laughs> Couldn't afford it. Couldn't couldn't afford that. Why 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 are you giving me the the once again the, the the look of judgment you give me for three hours every morning? I'm trying to find the actual pair of Jabot jeans. I see what they look like. Old school Jabot jeans. Google. Old school Jabot jeans. The Google helped me find it. Oh, the Google machine is very helpful in these things. I'm just I'm looking at a bunch of pair of jeans right now. <laughs> Charlotte Hornet starter jacket in Jabot jeans. Also, I never had a pair of Z Cavaricis either. Those were really popular too back in the day. Woo, boy! You go to you go to the middle school dance. Someone was rocking the Z Cavaricis, trying to dance, trying to be like Hammer. Hammer don't hurt him. <laughs> but yes, five names found me a picture of an old Charlotte Hornets starter jacket. Made me go, oh man, look at that! Oh, that was the dream. That was the dream. Like I need one of those. My mom's like, no, eh, no. <laughs> she goes, if you want to, if you want to save your money and go buy you a Charlotte Hornet starter jacket, get after it. I nah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I spent my money elsewhere. I was like, ah, I can make do with just a regular jacket. That's fine. We gotta take a timeout. When we come back, we're gonna talk all things LSU with our buddy Ron Higgins. The award-winning columnist from Tiger Details. He'll join us next right here on RP3 and Company. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 13th, 1986. Jack Nicklaus shoots a final round 7-under-65 to win his record 18th major with a one-stroke victory over Greg Norman and Tom Kite at the Masters. At 46, the Golden Bear is the oldest Masters winner. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Want to help clean up Lafayette Parish? Trash Bash, a community cleanup presented by the Environmental Quality Division of Lafayette Consolidated Government and the Bayou Vermilion District, is scheduled for Saturday, April 23rd. Residents of all ages are invited to participate to pick up litter in streets, parks, and even around and in Bayou Vermilion. Anyone can volunteer. Volunteers can register by calling 337 337- 291-5637 or by emailing recycling at lafayettela.gov. Once again, that number is 337-291-5637 or you can email recycling at lafayettela.gov. There's no cost to participate in the Trash Bash 2022 for Lafayette Parish. Keep voting on that poll question of the day. We're efforting the mad dog Ron Higgins from Tiger Details. Man's a busy man. But I want to talk about get to know the game, if I may. We started this new weekly feature on our website where you get to know more about us, you, the listener. So we started off with our first celebrity crushes last week. This week, favorite sports movie was the question. And we had a litany of different answers. Remember the Titans, Field of Dreams. I personally went with Bull Durham because that's not only my favorite sports movie, but my favorite baseball movie, and I love it. It's perfect. Hannah Five Names went a little bold. Where Clint Domain may have been the bold choice with our first get-to-know-the-game question, which was, what was your celebrity crush? And Clint Domain from Under the Dome said a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, the Pink (laughs) Ranger. Five names is the one that went bold this week. Went against the grain. Not Bull Durham, not Field of Dreams, not Rocky, not Cinderella Man, not Remember the Titans. She went with... The Air Bud series. <laughs> Shout out to you. You were the bold person this week. I, I started am. looking at all the answers that were submitted to me for the Get to Know the Game, which is available at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. And I went, oh my goodness, she went with Air Bud. The series, just not the first Air Bud. No, you went. I, I love the entire series of Air Bud films. Yes. I mean, what is more, like, sp- not even just sports, but just more magical than watching a dog play basketball and <laughs> soccer and baseball and football? That man plays everything. I'm waiting for him to play cricket and racquetball. But my second choice was Remember the Titans because segregation integration that's key yeah it was fixed with motown music sure um sorry i have issues with remember the tides but i i I, I just it's it's denzel's really really good in it he is and the movie is very good will Patton's good in it it has good performances it's just very kind of you know the the real story behind that team the real story behind that team cannot be displayed in a you know hour and 45 minute movie produced by disney so you know just saying just saying i I like remember the titans it's 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 nice it's it's safe but you know um 
everybody coming together because they could listen to Motown together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do love Denzel one. in What's that movie. What's the movie with Michael Orr? I think that name of the movie for the life of me. You mean his life story? Yeah. There's like a, he has a movie with um. Well, Sandra one. Bullock and Tim yeah. McGraw, Ed Orgeron, Nick Saban showed yeah. up as themselves in it. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of the movie? I couldn't think of the movie. I had problems with that movie too. <laughs> well, for sure. <laughs> I'm just, Not Boulder no, no, no. My problem. <laughs> no, the Blind Side is the movie that you're thinking of. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name of it though. Okay. Michael Orr, of course, was adopted and he ends up going to Ole Miss and then goes into the NFL. Yes. My problem with the Blind Side is well, once again, it's it's a nice it's a nice movie. It's just like I. It's a nice movie. It's a nice movie. But even Michael Orr says he does not care for the film because it's not really a representation of, once again, it's a kind of whitewashed version of what, you know, kind of happened. It's nice. And my problem with The Blind Side is this, and I know Sandy got the Oscar for it. I get it. She's very good in it. She finally got her Oscar. The movie was more about her than it was about him. And that's my problem. And that's my problem. They try to make it off like it was about them together, you know, having that bond and she becoming a mother to him and him needing a mother. But really, like, really, it was more about her and her sassiness than it was about the young man from the projects who got an opportunity to go to college and, you know, pursue his dream. And even he has been critical of the portrayal of him and his story in that movie. So, once again, the Blind Side is a nice movie, but you're going to pick up on something here when it comes to favorite movies. I like things that are a little bit more authentic. That's why I like Bull Durham. It's, it's real. The relationships are messy. Nothing is perfect. It's not idyllic, right? It's not that way. Look, I love Field of Dreams, but it's, it's very sentimental. I prefer Bull Durham because it's more real. It's more authentic. It's more about it's directly uh, the perfect way of looking at minor league baseball because Ron Shelton actually was a minor league baseball player. So the relationships, not everyone wins. They're losers. They don't. It's not. It doesn't have a Hollywood ending. And a lot of his works that way. Ten Cups the same way. White Man Can't Jump is the same way. So I'm always a big fan of. Movies that are a little bit more rooted in reality, a little bit more authentic, where they don't have Hollywood endings. And that's why I prefer the first Rocky. The first Rocky's the best Rocky. He loses at the end. That, like, he does not win the belt, but he proves himself. It, it, that's what makes the first Rocky so great. The rest of them, Stallone's all, you know, buffed and, you know, taking too many supplements. And then, you know, he's beating a, you know, Russian, the greatest Cold War movie of all time. Rocky Four, so that that's what I tend to kind of drift towards is that. That's just me. That's just my personal likes on things, and that's why I like these us doing these things because you get to know. I had no idea you were going with Air Bud. I had no idea whatsoever. Like when I got the, like Jordy went with Cinderella Man. I said okay, and Russell Crowe is really good in that. Even though, once again, historically speaking. They make the guy the villain when he really wasn't a villain in real life. That's fine. You know, he fought the Nazis, but they made him the villain in Cinderella Man. That's like, fine, that's whatever. So, Cinderella Man, that kind of makes sense for Jordy. 
Uh, foot going with Field of Dreams, I was a little surprised about. But he also loves Rocky Three and made sure to insert that. He loves the Rocky Three. That's the one where Rocky fights Mr. T. Clubber Lane. And everyone else kind of followed script. Sandlot for Clint Domain. He's of that generation where the Sandlot really resonated with them. Okay, he's younger than me, older than you, so that's perfect for him for the Sandlot when it came out. It kind of just right there with him. So that kind of made sense. Remember, the Titans made sense with uh, Miguez. But then you were like, hold up. What? Airbud series. Not one Airbud, multiple Airbuds, and I respect the hell out of you for it because you could have changed it. You could have said, oh, I'm going to say what other other people are saying. No, you stuck to your yeah. guns. You were true to yourself, and you're like, damn it, I love Airbud. I do love Airbud. I mean, I respect you like, for it. What's cooler than a dog being able to play sports? <laughs> and with humans, too. I like playing sports with a bunch of little dogs. He's playing sports. I'm telling you, there's going to be a time, like 2025, Airbuds is going to come back out again, and it's going to be Airbuds like grand puppies, and they're going to be playing <laughs> racquetball or cricket or <laughs> tennis. The, the, the original Airbud came out in 1997, and then it had one theatrical sequel and then three direct-to-video, oh, old-school VHS sequels, and then a spinoff film series as well. In each film, Buddy learns to play a different sport while the spinoffs focus on Buddy's children, the Buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm not making fun of you. I love it. It makes you. This is straight up what five names is. <laughs> Hannah is five. Hannah is Hannah. She's not going to apologize <laughs> to anyone, damn it. She loves Airbud. You love Airbud. You I keep love loving Airbud. Air you don't apologize to anyone for your like, love of Airbud. Of Bud. course, you say Airbud, and then you're gonna go and you know go back with what Miguel says. Says remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. I'm a draft day. I'm like no one cares that you were a draft day. You're just not. You're just mad because me Mesh. and Miguel have a thing alike of saying remember Look, the Titans. Look, I like draft day. I really do. Never they got they it. got they got a lot right. But if you're gonna pick a Kevin Costner sports movie, draft day's probably not the one you're going with. You could go with, I mean, Bull Durham, where he plays Crash Davis. You could go with Field of Dreams. You could go with Tin Cup. You could go with, hell, For Love of the Game, which I have problems with, but he's good in it. And, you know, you, and James, but see, James has already f freely admitted that he does not watch television and movies that's not his deal and the only reason why he's seen draft day and likes it is because he's obsessed with the nfl draft which is coming up later this month so of and course he, too, he says. yes so of course <laughs> so of course he made sure to watch a movie that is about the nfl draft process that, that's right in his wheelhouse makes all the sense of the world go check it out get to know the game a new one is going to be posted every tuesday around lunchtime at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. Go check it out. you get to know us a little bit more. So far, we have two of these up. What was your first celebrity crush? And now, what's your favorite sports movie? I'm just saying our Becca, the intern, was uh, an ice, ice skater. Ice, it was a 
skater movie. Like an ice skater movie. Cutting Edge? Mm-mm. That's like an old school, like... I had a chick from, um... There we go. I know. I'm great at this, guys. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a reason why Five Names prefers movies that feature a golden retriever. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm going to get you Ice Princess. Ice Princess. Yes. Michelle Trachtenberg, right? Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. And the chick from... It says Gossip Girl, but I don't know from Gossip Girl. I know from The Princess Diaries. There we go. You're welcome. Shout out to Becca. And shout out for you for using the Google machine. Google <laughs> machine baller, man. <laughs> we got to take a time out. Oh, get to know the game. Yes. We spent a good portion of today's show talking <laughs> about breakfast food, debating whether or not you should have pancakes or waffles as the main entree for your breakfast. That led us down a rabbit hole of talking about boudin and shrimp and grits. Air Bud. Ice skating movies. Old school Charlotte Hornet starter jackets and Jabot jeans. It's only $7.50. You're welcome. I forgot Herbie Loaded. Stop. <laughs> stop, stop stop it now stop it now we gotta take a time out for the love of baby jesus you're listening to the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you or a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. And look, there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service and to promote public safety. Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, remind you, call 811 and know what's below before you dig. Let's check in on our poll question of the day, shall we? It's a good one. Getting a lot of reaction from you guys. You guys are out there killing it today on this poll question of the day. Proud of you. Got none but love for you, even though we may disagree about breakfast. What is better for breakfast? We're talking sweets here, not savory, but I appreciate the savory comments nonetheless. What is better for breakfast? 32% of you saying French toast. 31% say pancakes. 22% say waffles. And 15% say, can I have all three? It's going to be, woo. They're going to duke it out in hour number three. Pancakes, French toast. Who's going to win? Oh, I don't know. Either way, it's going to be delicious. Whoever the winner is, delicious. Do we have any comments on Facebook? Producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names. We have a slew of comments on the Twitter this morning. What about the Book of Face? And by the way, while you get those queued up, Hart says, 
On a suggestion to have a weekly food poll question I had no idea would cause a divide argument literally every week in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing, crying emojis. I have two Saints hot takes, though, I'd like your opinion on. If Williams should fall in the draft, would it be a bad thing to double up and take two wide receivers in the draft? Williams and uh, Olve would be lethal and could pick up O-line other positions later in the draft, maybe the second round. Why do I feel like Taysom also has the capacity to be a top five tight end if he can stay healthy and not make careless fumbles like in the past? Taysom has the opportunity and the potential to become a Pro Bowl tight end. I firmly believe that. I think that's his best use on the football field. And if he can work on it in a complete offseason and become just work on running routes and catching the football, he could be could become a Pro Bowl tight end. I firmly believe that. I think he has that kind of skill set and that athletic ability. Do it. Would they take two wide receivers? Oh, Hart, that's a bold decision. That's a bold decision. I wouldn't hate it, but I don't think they would. I think they would just take maybe one wide receiver. And Texan and Acadiana, you keep mentioning Texas all you want, brother. You don't have to worry about that. We don't care. It's all right. Boom. We've got nothing but love for you. Number one Houston Coog fan of RP3 and Company. Yes. Um, so, of course, I get Martin that always says, real question is, does five names consider any of these a sandwich? Not coming on that. Sidestep. Um, and then Jude Miller says, don't forget the bacon and eggs. Ryan Ortigo just lists five different places that have boudin that are his top five in order because that is the real breakfast of the Cajun. Oh, 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 keep those comments coming. Keep those votes coming. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three coming up right here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Hour number three has arrived here on RP3 and Company. We've had a tremendous show so far filled with shenanigans all about. So what happens on Wednesdays, because Wednesday, our poll question of the day is about food. It's about food. And that tends to bring out the shenanigans not only in yours truly, but also the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and all of you listening because you guys take part in it as well with our poll question of the day. What's the better sweet breakfast? Not savory, but sweet breakfast. Is it pancakes? Is it waffles, French toast? Or are you gluttonous and you want all three? You already know what I voted for. Even though I'm on a diet and I'm trying to get to be under 300 pounds, I voted for all three because I can't help myself. I let Kenneth pick mine. I said, all right, babe, this is our poll question tomorrow. Which one do you mean to vote for? I vote for it on my personal account. I said waffles. I said, okay. There it is. Phone you're, click. You're supporting your fiance. Yeah. Very you nice. I have Twitter, so might as well <laughs> give my vote. Keep voting on our poll question of the day. Look, we're going to talk a little NFL draft. That's going to be right around the corner. 
Just in a matter of a few weeks, Chrissy Freud will be joining us half an hour from right now from the Draft Network. We're going to break down all the quarterbacks. Some of them been linked to the New Orleans Saints, so we'll do that in a half an hour from right now. But right now, it's time for us to talk to one of the greatest coaches to ever step foot on a diamond here in the state of Louisiana. A USL grad, that's right, back in the day, it was USL. After his career ended with the Raging Cajuns and he graduated, he then built Barb High School into not only a perennial powerhouse here in the state, but in the nation. In 34 seasons, he's currently in his 35th, the man's won over 1,000 games. 11 state championships, which is the fourth most in state history. He's finished his runner-up twice, district coach of the year 25 times, named national coach of the year five times, and even helped coach Team USA 18 and under to two gold medals. He has coached five Gatorade players of the year and several future Major League Baseball stars. It's our privilege to welcome to RP3 and Company, the man in charge of the Bar Buccaneer baseball program, the one and only, the one and only, Glenn Caccini joins us now. Coach, good morning to you, brother. Appreciate you making the time. How you doing? Good morning. Hey, believe it or not, I'm in Walmart shopping for Easter candy. You're talking about sweets, candy pancakes. <laughs> That's my vote. <laughs> the best breakfast sweet. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you taking part in our morning shenanigans, brother. Uh, let's uh, look. Uh, look, you've accomplished a lot, and I want to start off with the latest milestone that happened uh, late last week. You got to one thousand career wins. I know it's not about you, and it's never been about you there at Barb, and that's how you've been able to build that program to have so much success. But what does it mean to you personally? that you reached 1,000 career wins as the skipper of the Barb High School baseball team? Well, I didn't even know that we'd won our 1,000th game at Barb, and that's the honest truth. Uh, we had alumni game, and my wife, Raysa, who's had as much to do with this as anyone. There's never been a lady that's done more for her husband. She basically gave up her career to build ours together, and I'm very grateful for that. But it's just, I mean, I wasn't even aware. You're just so, like, in the season, in the moment. Like, I'm thinking, got to go to Walmart, get Easter candy for my granddaughter and for my boys and my wife and, you know, just try to be proactive. And I guess the, the, the thing is, that number one, it means I've coached a long time. I mean, 30, like you just mentioned, 35th year. So, um, but it's been, I mean, I share it with all my great assistant coaches I've had through the years. I've had a lot. I've gone on and coached uh, Division One baseball. Even some of them coached in the SEC. Clint Carver was one of them. Coached at Ole Miss. And uh, I've had Jessica Sard at Live Oak. I mean, there's so many. Lance Duan, the Quincy. I mean, I, I could go on and on with the coaches that have, uh, you know, played a big part, and that's winning a lot of games. And, you know, it's a player's game. So, first of all, the players, I have no hits, no home runs, no RBIs, no pitching wins. It's it's a player's game, and I've had a lot of really good players, and that have committed themselves to be the best version of themselves, and have done whatever it takes for us to win. And and that mindset that everything they do or say it's a winning mindset versus a losing mindset, and they've bought into it. They're 
willing to get hit by pitches. Whatever we ask them to do, they're willing to do. And I think that's been a huge part of our success. It's talented, gifted players that have a blue-collar work ethic that have, uh, really buy in and sell out to the concept, we before me. Do you have just as much fire in your belly, so to speak, now as you did 35 years ago when you first took over the program? I really, truly believe that. And that's one thing I used to take uh, credit for, my, my energy. I really thought that that was me. And I've come to realize that um, through faith, through Jesus, that, you know, really, who gave me that energy? I have a brother nine years younger. He's very successful. But he doesn't have the same energy as myself. I can get by with five hours of sleep. Uh, on a regular basis, and one day a week I need eight. But, I mean, that's nothing that I earned, just like being born in the United States of America or, you know, I have all my hair at 60. I didn't earn that. That's just a, a gift or blessing. So I think my energy, now, of course, you know, staying in shape, that's up to me, and eating right, that's up to me. You know, but, I mean, a lot of it is just genetics, and my dad's 92. He's in better shape than myself, you know, and still takes care of the pool, in California, and, you know, he does yard work. I mean, every day, I mean, he drives, he helps my mom cook. I mean, just totally independent. So a lot of that's just good genetics. What were your honest expectations when you first took over as the head baseball coach more than three decades ago? It couldn't have been win 11 state titles. No one even could imagine that. You just dream about maybe winning one. So what were the expectations when you first took over for yourself personally? Great question. Um, I, I wanted to build something. I wanted us to build something special at Lord. Um My wife and I had a vision, and it took time for people to build into it. It took us five years to win a district championship, 11 years to win a state championship. And, um, you know, I think, I wanted us to have a national powerhouse. We we had an outstanding football program. They didn't. They've never won a state championship, but they were always playing in the quarters, semis, and finals. And I had Jimmy Shaver was a longtime Hall of Fame coach, and I watched him from afar. I didn't coach football, but I really studied him and watched how he adapted and adjusted, changed offenses, went to Texas every year and learned. So, and then David Costello who I coached under in basketball and how prepared he was. So I wanted, you know, the baseball program, uh, I was an assistant for one year. I think they won two games the year before. When I became assistant, we went 18-7. and made it to the quarterfinals. And then when I took over, we went 18-9. And, and uh, then, um, you know, I, I wanted it to be the, one of the best programs in, in the state of Louisiana. I wanted us to be nationally recognized. People laughed in my face. Many people, even people like me, said it was a football school. And I think that's the whole message that I want to get across. Uh, Philippians 4.13, uh, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. I can handle all things. And, you know, there's a lot of dream busters, as Skip Bertman would say, and he was a huge influence. Brad Kelly, my college coach, stayed with me for five days. He came in and went to every practice. And I think... You know, using resources, people that are smarter and more successful than you. But I, I don't. I had it from the very beginning. I didn't know what I was doing. I could play a little bit. You know, I was a Division One player. wasn't a great player by any stretch. But um, I played hard, and I I realized right off the bat 
there's a big difference between playing the game and coaching the game. And we had, you know, we had a couple winning seasons when I first took over, but we didn't really have a program. And I had people, parents and other people say that to me. And I got defensive at first, but then I realized, Hey, you know what? They're right, man. They're right. And, you know, Barb was really good at football and basketball, and I wanted to be at least as good as them, if not better. And I believed in the mindset like West Monroe. They're, they were great at everything for years. I, you know, people said, hey, it's a football school. This is the South. And I, I said, hey, I didn't get the memo. I, I don't understand. That's a losing mindset. Why can't we be good at everything? I'm going to go to every football game, encourage kids to play football. You know, why can't you do both? And, and, and we've had many kids go on and play football and baseball. But, yeah, I, I really did. I mean, no, did I think we were going to win 11 state championships? I mean, after not winning one for 10 years, I was just hoping we'd win one. And then <laughs> finally I let go, let God, and realized, hey, you know what? My self-worth, who I am as a man, uh, you know, my wife's not going to leave me, my kids aren't going to leave me. If we never win a state championship, you know, it, it's going to be okay. I mean, life's going to go on. And I and you got to care or not care. I, I, I know that's a strange concept, but when you make baseball or anything your God and it becomes more important than anything else, then you become an obstacle to yourself. You get in the way. And, and I'm still, it's a process. I'm still trying to become the best version of myself. But, you know, I, I study the greatest coaches, Belichick, Saban, um, Skip Bertman, all these people, Vince Lombardi, all these people that were really successful, not just coaches, but leaders. And, you know, one thing, all those billionaires, when I got to coach Team USA, uh, I, I got to be mentored by people that were billionaires and, and, and got exposure because of the, of, of the Team USA, you know, as a, as a national presence. And what I realized is billionaires and people that are really successful, there's no ceilings, there's no um, – they don't see ceilings. They don't see obstacles. You know, they're going to go around you, through you, over you, under you whatever it takes to get the job done. And, you know, I really believe, hey, man, there really aren't any limitations. This is still the United States of America. You know, the American dream is still alive. You know, you can go on TV and all the dream busters on both sides will tell you it's doom and gloom, the world's going to end. But we have a choice. You know, I really believe that. We have a choice every day to see the glass half full or half empty. I know that's a long answer. <laughs> no, it's a good answer, though, Coach. It's a good answer. You know, you know, and, and I think what it is is by me letting Making, you know, when, when you, and I'll tell you what, 98, we, we lost the first round in 97. I had Joe Lawrence, Johnny Thibodeau, Drew Topham. The whole infield was drafted. We lost in the first round. 97, uh, we had all mostly new players, and we went 28-2. and two, And I said, man, we're going to do well. Had a lot of freshmen start, and then we lost the first round again. I'll never forget it. But never. And then we start off the next year. I said, man, we got a chance to win the state championship. We started off 5-5. Five and five. I'm yelling and screaming at everybody, making airs, telling the half players. And then I realized, man, I just it, it just hit me. I felt bad and horrible for yelling and screaming at them during the game, for making mistakes. They were playing, uh, instead of playing to win, they were playing not to lose. And then I realized, man, I've got to change. This is not, this is not what the best coaches do. And I remember Jimmy Johnson for the uh, for the uh, you know Miami and 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 for the Cowboys said, whenever don't attack the person, attack what they're doing. 
And, and that really made a lot of sense when he said that. I read a big article about it. I said, I got to quit. You can't make it personal. It, it's what you're doing that we don't like. We love you. We love you as a human being. We love you as a person. But what you're doing right now is not helping us win. It's, it's counterproductive. It's, so I think, you know, that's, you just learn through experience, you know, and I'm always my worst critic. I, I, I look at myself. I'm a sinner. I fall short. I need to get better. And I think when you hold yourself accountable and responsible, then you're going to improve, you know. We're talking with Barb, longtime head baseball coach, the one and only, the legend, Glenn Caccini. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, Coach, let's talk a little bit about your team this year. You've only lost a few games and rolling right along. You still got district games coming up. Still got to close out the season here with two games against Lafayette this week, Thursday and Saturday, and then New Iberia Senior High next week on Monday and Wednesday to wrap up the regular season. Tell us a little bit about this year's Barb team. We're really good. I mean, we have a freshman catcher signed at a and I'll go all the way around. The, 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 you know, he's, he's tremendous. Well, probably on, uh, Gavin Giddy, who's projected to be a first-round pick, he's injured right now, but should be back Saturday. LSU commit. He's never lost a game at Barb, and he's just tremendous. So one of our losses against Katiana 6-4, to four, we were up 4 nothing. He would have pitched that day. So all due, due respect to them. I, I truly believe we would have won that game. But Gavin's been out, so he's one of our best position players, too. So I'm, I'm going around. Uh, we got another pitcher, Landon Victorian, who LSU's offered. There's uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I mean, he's everybody in the SEC. And um, – he has been tremendous up to 93, 94 miles an hour, even in the last inning. He is, his slider's gotten better. He's tremendous. And then we got Land, and then we got, um, that's Landon Victorian. And then um, we have J.C. Vanek, who threw a shutout yesterday against Como. And he's an LSU commit, too. And he's also our first baseman. And that's number two hole. And he plays first base when he doesn't pitch. So we got three guys that are Division One pitchers. And then we have another guy that's been offered to Tulane and other places, um, Diego Corrales, left-handed pitcher. So we have two lefties, two righties, four Division One guys on one team. In 2014, we had only two Division One pitchers on that team. This year we have four, so we got some depth. You can go around the horn. Our third baseman's Grant Como. He's uh, commit. Uh, he's been hurt a lot of the year. Hammett, but he's back. He's catching his stride. He plays third base. Uh, shortstop Gavin Gidry, but when he pitches, we have um, Owen Galt, who plays shortstop, and he's played a bunch, but he plays second. When, uh, well, he actually played some third because Grant Como was hurt. And then Owen Galt's an LSU commit, too. He's only a sophomore. Tremendous defender, one of the best I've ever coached. Um, Grant Como's a really good hitter, too. He started last year on the state championship team. And then we go to first, I've already mentioned, J.C. Vanek, on-base machine, state championship game. We went three for three. Um, then we have our left fielder is Blake Moss, first-year starter. He's been tremendous. Uh, he's probably going to go to LSU. He hasn't committed. He's actually taking a visit today to Nunez in New Orleans. Uh, just He's our leading hitter. He's hit like 450. Tremendous outfield. He's actually a center fielder that's playing left field for us. 
And uh, because we have Crawford Corville, who started last year, runs a 6.5, laser time 60, tremendous defense leads right around 400. Uh, he was at uh, Georgetown, offered him, but you have to have super high in his ACT. And uh, he's got like a 24. you got to have like a 28 to get in there. So right now he's going to LSUE. They offered him a scholarship and he committed there. And then our right fielder is um, oh, Donovan. I just probably said Juan. I coached his dad, Juan LaSalle. But Donovan LaSalle, Dustin Baker's great uh, nephew, he's an Oklahoma State signee, and uh, he's tremendous. He was a starter last year, too, along with Crawford Corville. And then we have another guy, because he pitches also, uh, Grant um, Trahan, Trahan is the way he says it. They say it Trahan over here. But uh, he, <laughs> he's one of our top hitters, and he's a really good pitcher. He's up to 90, and he's come in the last three games and pitched great. So, you know, we have we have some depth. We have another guy, Casey Bellard, that played some. He's not playing now. He's a sophomore, played third base some when um, – uh, when uh, Grant Comer was hurt. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about our team, and I, get, I definitely wanted to mention, you know, my wife's coaching JV now, and she's building those kids. And then uh, Gavin Cicchini, my youngest son, has not. Uh, he's still looking. He's a free agent. He had a done deal with the Phillies, but they took back the offer. So he's just waiting to be signed, but he's been going to every game, working with guys individually. He's made a huge impact. And then my oldest son, Darren, he's third base coach now. He played for the Red Sox in the big leagues parts of two years. And he is he just does a tremendous job with the hitters, cuts the grass. You know, uh, he's just, I mean, he's like, he's, he's a man. He's the guy I'd want to take over the program. But I don't, he, does, he does medical sales, so I don't think he's interested. But he's all in and... Well, it's not yet, cool Coach. Coach, he's he he may he may not be he may not be in right now, but he may be down the road, brother. I got to hit a break. Thank you so much yeah. for making the time today. Best of luck the rest of the regular season, and we'll check in with you during the uh, postseason, brother. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Bye. That's Barb's legendary baseball coach, Glenn Caccini, joining us here on RP3 and Company. Thirty-five years at the helm, eleven state championships, two runner-ups. Multiple Gatorade Players of the Year, multiple Major League Baseball prospects, and uh, yeah, they're twenty-eight and two <laughs> with four games remaining. Twenty-eight and two. He has another loaded team yet again that will probably be hoisting the state championship trophy in Class Five A later this year. We got to take a timeout. More RP three and company coming up. We'll update the poll question of the day. That's next right here on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Got a write-in vote here for the poll question of the day. Boom. Here's the answer and their vote. Are you ready? This was texted to me. I only like specific French toast because I am a French toast snob. So since it's kind of hard to screw up pancakes, I will take pancakes. Courtesy of Tina. Kidro Parch, wife of RP3. She is a 
French toast snob. Really? Oh, God, yeah. There's certain things. My wife is very flexible and very kind of chill with a lot of stuff. She has to be. She's married to me. Yeah. <laughs> <Give> me- <laughs> <laughs> to, put up, to put up with me, she has to be. That said, there are certain things that she does not budge on and does not tolerate anything less than what she actually wants. Just straight up. One of them is ice cream. It has to be done a certain way, consistency, temper, the whole nine yards. I've seen, I can't tell you how many times my wife, they will screw up an ice cream order and she's just like, throw it in the trash. She's like, I'm done with it. Like me, I'm just like, I'll, I'll eat whatever ice cream you put in front of me because that's me. My wife, uh-uh. That ain't what I want. Trash. Straight up. French toast, got to make it a certain way for my boo thing. Got to make it a certain way. If you try to do something different, you try to cut corners, you try to do that, she's going to say, uh-huh, trash. So what about the trash? S- what about the Swiss roll incident when she was pregnant with Maddie? Oh, wow. Wow, that's not needed. And people don't need to know that. <laughs> so, okay. So my wife was a champ with the pregnancy. And uh, we were very blessed because doctors told us we were, were not going to be able to have children. And then we were blessed to have our daughter. And all transparency, Tina was a high-risk pregnancy. So, you know, but she was a champ, man. She was an absolute champ. She worked a lot of the pregnancy until she she couldn't. She rolled with it. I had to go out of town to go cover stuff. She she just was an absolute champ. Love her for that. And so she wanted some Swiss rolls. Little Debbie Swiss rolls. And I came home and brought my pregnant wife, who's a champ, and who puts up with my nonsense and puts up with my work schedule with, like, off-brand Swiss rolls. And I see I see your face over there. For those who aren't watching on the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber, five names just did the, the face. And I... I I took it out of the little paper sack and I gave it to her and I'm all happy because I think I did something good. And my wife never lost her temper. My wife didn't have like crazy hormone craziness for pregnancy. But that day, that day, that day, I got the business. There was the business. There was the what the hell is this came out of her mouth. I was like, Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're like Swiss rolls. And she's like, like Swiss rolls? Did I ask for like Swiss rolls? And I was like, um, no. There's that moment as a man and as a husband, you go, oh, you go, oh no. No, this is, there's no way this is going to work out well for me. No. This is doomed. Mm-mm. Couch, and, right Yeah, we call it the Great Swiss Roll Incident of Beaumont. Yeah, I was like, I was like, and I I made it worse. I made it worse because I tried to, I tried to convince her. I was like, babe, they're they're pretty much the same thing. They're like the same thing. Pretty much is not the word you need to use. (laughs) She was like, no, they're not. Because if they were, it would say Swiss rolls on the. I was like, didn't even say Swiss rolls on. Oh my god! I got like some other like version oh, of Swiss rolls. Are you rolls. still wearing a ring on your finger? 
sorry. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So literally, I'm not talking like months, but for years afterwards, even now, we'll be married for 10 years this year, happily married for 10 years. She will still make some cracks, just like she's doing right now with you, texting you about the Swiss roll incident from 2014 that, you know, she's still bring it up. Like mm-hmm. and some and sometimes, I'll try to be funny about it. Mm-mm. Like like the the year or two after, Mm-mm. after the, the incident, we'll be in a store. I'll be like, "Hey, babe, you want to get some of these? Let's put these in the buggy." And she'll say, "Me, she but," and she won't even say anything. She'll just look at me. She'll give men. You know what look I'm talking about? She'll give me the look. Like, do you remember what happened last time? Mm-hmm. What What is wrong with you? Uh huh. <laughs> And I just go, uh, uh, I'm a big dumb man. Yeah, what, see, what, see, what? see Ken, is, Ken is very lucky. Because I'm a stickler about Reese's. And then I myself tried the whole Hershey's bar where you break it in half and you put peanut butter in the middle. I, I found that. So, like, if he were to bring me that because they didn't have Reese's, he would still be okay. But before that, until I figured that out myself, oh, he would have been a dead man. Yeah. Brought him home. It's not Reese's. Swiss rolls, ice cream, um... Don't try to, you know, certain seafood as well. Like, if you try to promote yourself that you know how to make a poor boy, you better make it crop properly because the wife's going to, uh-uh. There'll be none of that. And people who think they know how to make gumbo but don't. I That's another straight one. Straight up, I do not know how to make gumbo. <laughs> I do not. I don't even try to unless someone that is from this Lafayette, Louisiana. I will not say the name of the restaurant, but it was in central Louisiana. We went and they said they had gumbo there. And my wife looked at that and took one. She even looked. She goes, this This came out of a bag. I can already tell this came out of a bag. And she said it aloud inside the restaurant. I was like, what are you talking about? And then she took one bite of it and she's like, nope. (laughs) And we never ate there again. (laughs) We got to take a time out. (laughs) Man. You're going ducked up, dude. <laughs> oh, we got to take a timeout. When we return here on RP3 and Company, we're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk the NFL draft with Draft Network's very own Chrissy Freud. She's going to break down those prospects that teams are fighting over and that are rumored to want to be taking in the draft in a few weeks, including the New Orleans Saints. We'll ask her if she believes those rumors are actually true or not, and so much more. That's coming up next right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Get lasting joint pain relief without surgery, without drugs, and without downtime. New options are now available right here. Regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Raymond Parch III here talking biological therapies. This is the most exciting medical development in years. These remarkable regenerative treatments actually encourage your own body to help heal the damaged tissue in your joints. Pro athletes have done this for years. Now it's available for folks like us. If you've been struggling with knee, back, shoulder, or hip pain, arthritis pain of any kind, you need to check this out. It's an exciting natural alternative with incredible patient satisfaction reports. 
biological therapies at QC Kinetics. Effective treatments for chronic joint pain with no drugs and no surgery. Call for a free consultation now. Learn about all the regenerative options available to help you get pain-free. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call now, 337-243-4222. That's 243-4222-243-4222. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. Which sweet breakfast is your jam? We want to hear from you. Every Wednesday is a foodie question for our poll question of the day. And your options are pancakes, waffles, French toast, or go with all three. Go vote. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter, and we will give you the final results before we sign off this morning here on RP3 and Company. Right now, though, it's time for us to talk the NFL draft. It'll be here in a matter of weeks. And right now... We're in the midst of what I told you yesterday is the season of misinformation. So much of it is getting flooded out there about prospects, about teams, about what they want, what they don't want. Lots of lies going on around there, which was why we have our next guest joining us. Because she's not lying. She understands the game. She understands quarterbacks, and she knows what teams want in a quarterback. And she's going to help us break it all down. From Draft Network, our good friend Chrissy Freud joins us. Chrissy, good morning to you. Happy Easter to you and yours. How you doing? Pretty good. And you too. How are you? I am doing great. I'm doing great. So we're in the infer, you know, the season of misinformation leading a couple of weeks leading up to the draft. So what are your thoughts as it stands right now? How many quarterbacks do you believe are going to be taken in the first round and are those two quarterbacks, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett? Yeah, I think we could see as many as three and four and maybe as little as two, but I think that Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis absolutely go in the first round. I think that it would it would take something coming out that hasn't come out about either player that is lowering their draft stock for them to fall below that. And I think that uh, the Panthers and the Panthers and the Lions are projected to be that those are the two teams that people think are going to take a quarterback. I'll be one of those that almost certainly takes the quarterback um, with their, with their pick in the first round. And so they have a big decision to make on whether they want the ceiling or the floor here. Right. Because the, the ceiling is Malik. He has the, the greatest potential. You look at Kenny Pickett. He reminds me a little bit of, you know, kind of like a Mac Jones type where the floor's really good. The ceiling's not as high. So, Let's kind of break down those two guys. Let's start with Malik. Started his career at Auburn, transferred to Liberty, played for Hugh Freeze, ran that offense, puts up a lot of points, put up a lot of yards. Give me the pros and the cons for Malik. Yeah, well, I think the reason why Malik Willis has risen so much is because of the fact that he had these really good offseason showcases as a passer, which he the tape that he put up and the numbers he put up as a passer, even against some of these subpar defenses, uh, were alarming, to say the least. And then there were a lot of throws that he should have been throwing with touch, and he did not do so. Um, when was constantly just driving the ball way too hard, and that kind of made his receivers have to adjust on a regular basis. And we didn't see as much of that um, in the senior bowl and the combine. It was that every once in a while you could kind of see it rear its head again. But it depends on how much stock you put into that which a lot of people seem to have been putting a lot of stock into that, the, those, I guess, combined like 10 days of off-season performance. So if he continues that, then he's shown that not only does he have 
this extreme level of elusiveness and mobility uh, that goes on to the next level, but that he can be the best of both worlds. But I mean, the other thing about that too is can he run around like that against these bigger, faster defenders in the NFL? And I'm not sure the answer is yes. So he's got the highest ceiling there, but it's a ceiling that is surrounded by a number of, of question marks. And so, and then when you look at Pickett's game, there's a lot about him that reminds me of Joe Burrow. And I mean, I think that he doesn't have quite as much of an it factor and that he's not quite as good of a player, but I think that he has, he's pretty much above average in every single aspect of quarterbacking. And there's also this slight chance, at least in my eyes, that he does hit something and maybe he could become better than we think that he could be. Um, But I think that it's going to come down to, do you want to play it safe or do you want to take a risk with these guys? Why is it such a big deal about hand size for a quarterback? Because once again, it became an issue or a buzz topic with Pickett. Does it really matter at all? I think to an extent it does. And I think that it was bothering him in the elements at the senior bowl. And I think that's kind of why um, people are wary about it. And that's for good reason, because it's going to be even harder at the NFL level. And if he's going to be fumbling the ball or having trouble throwing the ball uh, because of the hand size, especially in the elements, then that's going to, that's something that could majorly affect him. But I mean, it it hasn't seemed to really affect him a lot up to this point, but it's just a question of whether or not it will become a bigger problem. Does that get offset Chrissy? Because look, he played extremely well, was a Heisman finalist, and Pittsburgh plays their games outside in not-so-ideal conditions <laughs> up there in Pennsylvania. I mean, does that offset, does that prove to teams like, yeah, maybe his hands are a little small, but look what he can still do in adverse conditions? Yeah, I think that it should, and I think that there's a lot of merit to that. The only thing about it is that there was that day in the rain where almost, really almost all the quarterbacks struggled to some extent out there, and he seemed to have the hardest time with it. So for people to see that kind of like on on TV with a bit, maybe a bigger audience watching these quarterbacks in, in the showcases and in front of all the scouts, it kind of became, I guess, more of a front and center issue. But no, I think that he's had some good performances in the element. So um, it's it's not something that should be a huge deal, but it obviously is a setback that you'd rather not have if you could control it, of course. Of the two guys, who do you believe is going to be drafted first and where do you think they're going to fall here in the first round? I think the Panthers are going to go ahead and take Malik Willis. That's not my personal choice. I just have this gut feeling that they will, to be quite honest with you. And because, I mean, it's especially whenever you take a quarterback high, it's always exciting and appealing, I think, to teams to try to, to, take, to take a guy that could has the ability to maybe instantly elevate your franchise. And if Malik Willis can go out there and move around like he did whenever he was at Liberty, and then he can also – continue to show those improvements as a passer then maybe he can i mean there's some other other holes that they have to fill because that there's a reason why you're drafting that high um but i i have a feeling that that's what they're going to do we're talking with chrissy freud of the draft network she joins us here talking the upcoming nfl draft so willis pickett you believe are going to be first round picks let me ask you this lots of rumors going around that the saints are looking at taking a quarterback in the first round. Chrissy, you know this better than anyone. They've only taken a quarterback in the first two rounds in their entire history once, and that was Archie Manning. They also have Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton and Ian Book. 
they they have a lot of quarterbacks already on the roster. Do you honestly believe the Saints could possibly draft one of those two guys in the first round? I mean, they might have something else up their sleeve trying to cater to maybe a, a different position. I know that's also been a discussion, but I mean, I, I would think logically that they should they shouldn't want to be trading up in the in the first round to get to get to get a quarterback based on who they have and then based on the just the overall strength of this class and what they bring to the table like first and second year I don't really think that that's a wise decision and I think that there's also a possibility that they could take someone like a a Ritter or a Corral but I'm still not sure that if I were the GM if I were the one making the decisions that I would be after a quarterback if I were the Saints uh, given where the chips are falling with this and given the projections and who's available is Matt Corral out of Ole Miss? Is he the third quarterback that's going to be taken off the board, or is it going to be somebody else? Yeah, he's my QB three, so I think that he'll either be third or fourth. I've kind of seen him and Ritter um, going back and forth in the projections, and Ritter is someone who I think his stock has risen a little bit after the combine just because the Cincinnati offense didn't really allow Desmond Ritter to show how much athleticism he has, and then he ran that 4.52 40-yard dash, and so I think that there's a lot of stuff that he could do as a runner and um, just making plays with his legs that we haven't seen quite yet, but then I think with Matt Corral that that he could be the third one off the board, and he features also a certain level of athleticism, which we saw even whenever he was playing hurt. It's just a question of if he can operate that well outside of Lane Kiffin's RPO-based offense. I think that's the question that everybody has, and he's also the quarterback that we didn't really get to see in the, in the off-season showcases. Because of the injury, right? He had to have – didn't he have to have, like, off-season surgery? Is that correct? I know that there was there were some rumors about the fact that the injury could have been um, having to do something with, with some of his decisions in the off-season, but it's also because he didn't meet the eligibility criteria for the senior bowl. So um, That's right. That's th- right. that played a role into it as well. All right, Chrissy – we're you know we're a couple weeks out how many teams do you think are legitimately in the market for drafting a quarterback in the first two rounds guys that they believe could be the answer moving forward how many teams do you think that is I would say somewhere in the realm of four to six it's really hard to tell because there's a lot of teams that could really uh, go either way but I think that it would be a safe bet to say that we see somewhere between four and six off the board in the first two rounds and that's probably going to be more more toward the side of six. One more quick one. Uh, a lot of people would like their team to go in another direction in the first round and spend a second round draft pick on a quarterback. But recent history suggests that those guys that are selected in the second round uh, don't pan out. Or, uh, they they don't work. They don't pan out even more so than first round uh, guys drafted in the first round. Why do you think that is, especially here in recent years with the, the, the bevy of guys selected in the second round? I would think that would be more of a coincidence than anything else, honestly. I think a lot of these these numbers that we come up with in regards to that are just – they just kind of occur and that they don't always mean anything. But I think in regards to a quarterback and where you should draft them, we've seen a lot of first-rounders go bust over history. We've seen guys who are drafted – uh, in the mid-rounds that have done a really good job. So I think it's it's kind of just randomness, I think, is what it comes down to. Chrissy, appreciate your time. As always, tell the people where they can go to check out all of your great work and how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, so I'm Chrissy underscore Floyd on Twitter. And then 
the majority of my quarterback work is located at the Draft Network, and then there's some at NBC Sports Edge and then Sports Illustrated. Chrissy, appreciate your time as always. I know you're going to be busy. I know it's going to be like a holiday dealing with the draft for you, but enjoy <laughs> it all and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Chrissy Freud, Draft Network. She knows her quarterback. She is Air Raid certified, by the way. That's right, from Mike Leach. Air Raid certified. She knows what she's talking about when it comes to QBs. And she doesn't think the Saints doesn't make any sense for them to take a quarterback. This is someone who studies quarterbacks. This is someone who knows the draft. Just saying. Maybe you listen to Chrissy. Just saying. Got to take a timeout, wrap up today's show, give you the final results on our breakfast poll question of the day, sweet edition. That's all coming up next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Oh, the Angola Prison Rodeo returns. That's right. World Famous is coming back in the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has your free tickets. Text Angola to 68683. That's Angola to 68683. The Angola Prison Rodeo returns April 23rd and 24th, and you can see all the excitement, bull riding, wild horse racing, convict poker, and more. Text Angola to 68683. That's Angola to 68683 to watch the world-famous Angola Prison Rodeo, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Poll question of the day. Final results. It came down to being about breakfast. The sweet-tasting breakfast, if you will. What is better for breakfast? 32% of you, the late push in hour number three, puts French toast over the top. 27% go to pancakes. 23% for waffles. And 18% of you are like me. You love it all. Can you have all three? What a great poll question of the day. Oh, yeah, you did so good. I'm so proud of you. Oh, we did so good. We did so well. It's a team effort here. Yeah. I can't do this show without you, Five Names. Oh, yeah. Thank I you. Know. Thank you. Brad with a late comment. Waffles with bacon, eggs, and toast with grape jelly on the side. See, we made everyone hungry. You are welcome. Oh, Todd says right in, breakfast is overrated in the morning, but underrated for dinner. Ooh, breakfast for mm-hmm. dinner is a game changer. Shout out to Todd for that. Ralph Bergeron says, it's obvious foot has no say. Cinnamon frosted Pop-Tarts with butter, duh. Herschel says, chocolate chip pancakes with crunchy peanut butter, lots of syrup, and a huge cup of dark roast or pecan praline community coffee. (laughs) You have me until you win with the coffee, dude. (laughs) You cannot have the coffee. You can still enjoy the rest, five names. No, I'll have some tea or some chocolate milk. want to thank our guest, Chrissy Freud from the draft networks man she breaks it down like nobody else glenn kachin barb legendary baseball coach and shout out to the mad dog ron higgins something came up he couldn't come on he's now ronald he's now ronald for the producer extraordinaire and of five names i'm raymond parts the third we'll do it all again tomorrow six to nine but until then be safe out there be kind to one another Footnotes with Kevin Foots next, right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.